Well, today we're going to continue with our, our message series on praise and worship. We're into part two. Last week we saw how important praise and worship is in the Christian life. The Bible teaches us it's not an optional extra. It's an area of our lives that God is seeking us to do. He wants us to praise him and worship him. And why is that? In Psalm 22 verse 3, uh, in the King James, we read, You inhabit the praises of Israel. The Amplified says you dwell in the praises of Israel. NIV uh, has it two ways. Either yet you are holy, enthroned as the Holy One, you are the praise of Israel, or the alternative rendering is yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And we see in these this passage more than a suggestion that praise releases something of God's kingdom rule in our midst. You inhabit, you are enthroned on the praises of your people. And there's an illustration of this in Second Chronicles 20, starting from verse 15. Now, King Jehoshaphat, his armies have come against him and his nation of Israel. And they've got to a place where it's difficult for them. And Jehoshaphat has prayed this prayer. He says, God, we don't know what to do in verse 12, but our eyes are upon you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And the prophet comes to him as a result of that prayer and speaks to him. And the prophet says this, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, it is God's. And then he moves on and says this, um, Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. And in verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshipped before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa and they set out and they moved down to verse 21. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out to the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And verse 22, here's the key verse. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Israel, invading Judah and they were defeated. As they began to sing and praise, the enemy was defeated. And that's an illustration of that passage in Psalm 22. You inhabit, you are enthroned upon the praises of your people. Victory came when God's people praised and worshipped God. God was enthroned on their praises and the enemy could not stand. Praise God. So throughout scripture, we find God's felt presence and his released power are many times linked to praise and worship. So last week, we looked at why praise was so important. Today, I want us to focus on what praise actually is. What is praise? Now, often in the Bible, when our English uses one word, the original language uses several words, each giving a different shade of meaning. And praise is no exception. The word translated praise in our English Bible covers 
eight Hebrew words and at least three Greek words, all with different shades of meaning. And some of the more common ones are this. For 53 times, praise means from an open hand, to extend the hands. So when we extend our hands to God, we are praising him. 117 times, praise means to be clear of sound, to shine, to make a show, to boast, to rave, to celebrate. 117 times, it refers to a show, to a boasting, to a raving, to a celebration. 56 times, it means a song or a hymn of praise, but that meaning is based on the one we just talked about. So it's a, it's a, it's a show, it's a boast, it's a rave, it's a celebration using song as a medium. And 10 times, it means to address in a loud tone. And in the New Testament, the meanings are similar with the addition of one more, a story or testimony. So we see praise is not a thing just on the inside of us. Praise is not something that we just do quietly to ourselves. Praise involves the use of the hands. Praise involves the use of the mouth, the body, to make a show, to boast, to rave, to celebrate, to sing to our God, to glorify him in as many ways as we can. To address him in a loud tone, to declare so that others can hear, so that they can notice what is going on. So praise, from these words, we can see that praise refers to an outward, vocal and physical expression of celebration by man towards his God, involving raising hands, involving singing, involving loud voices, involving testimony. So when we refer to praise, that's what the Bible refers to. This isn't just a Pentecostal thing. This isn't something that a man has made up. This is something from Scripture. This is what Scripture teaches praise is. When we praise God, that's how we do it. So what does praise involve? Let's look at a few passages to see what praise involves. This is similar to something we looked at last week. First of all, praise involves a declaration. A declaration of who God is. In Psalm 136 verse 1, we read, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. We declare who God is when we praise him. Secondly, it's a declaration of what he has done. Psalm 105 verses 1 to 2. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. We praise God when we declare the good things he has done, when we thank him for the good things he's done in our lives. Next, praise is a declaration of what God can do. Not necessarily what he has done, but what he can do. Psalm 18 verses 1 to 2. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Even if he isn't those things for me now, it's something he can be in my life so I can praise him for it. I praise him for what he can do. I declare what he can do. And as I declare what he can do, we are releasing that into our lives so that he does do it. Next, praise is a declaration of God's name. Psalm 9 verse 2, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. 
So praise is a declaration of God's name, declaring him, his name, who he is in his name. And next, praise is a declaration of his word. Psalm 33, verses 1 to 9. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting. There's that passage again. It is fitting. It is proper. It is our home language for the upright to praise him. We are at home when we praise him. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. So it's our home language to make a noise. It's our home language to rejoice. It's our home language to shout. It's our home language to sing. You might not feel naturally comfortable doing that, but it's our spiritual home language. It's the way heaven operates. Now listen to this. For the word of the Lord is right and true. That's why I do this. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. Praise is a declaration of God's word. When we declare what God's word says, when we rejoice in what God's word says, praise is coming from our heart, which is which unleashes the power of heaven. Next thing we need to know about praise is that praise involves an act of the will. Psalm 108 verses 1 to 8. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Awake, harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. Notice that phrase, I will, over and over again. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. David knew that that many times our emotions don't feel like praising God. Many times our circumstances don't make us feel like praising God. But he knew how important it was to use his will. How important it was to praise God as an act of the will, not just an act of of emotion. So praise involves a declaration of who God is, what he's done, what he can do, his name, his word, but praise is also an act of the will. Thirdly, praise involves a celebration, an outward show of pleasure. Psalm 98 verses 1 to 8 says this. Psalm 98 verses 1 to 8. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it. The world and all who live in it, the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord. Praise involves a celebration. It's an outward show of pleasure. You see in that psalm, shout for joy, make music with the harp, the sound of singing with trumpets. That's not quiet. That's not still. That's not, that's not reverent. That's over the top. 
Let the sea resound. Even the sea glorifies God. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. It's exuberant. Praise is something that comes out of us in a, in a, in a demonstrative way. So even though praise involves the emotions, we've got to remember Praise is still based on the word of God. It's not just on circumstances or feelings. We are to respond to God like this, not because of a feeling, not because of something that makes us feel good, not because others are encouraging us to, or others around us are even doing it. We respond to God in this fashion because it's the right thing to do. It's something we choose to do rather than something we feel like doing or even feel led to do. So I can therefore praise God, no matter what is going on around me. It's based on my knowledge of God and who he is, not on my feelings, nor my circumstances. And that's the beautiful thing about praise. It's something we choose to do. It is is an act we do because God is good. It's an act we do because God deserves it. And it's an act we do because we know as we do so, God's power is released in us and through us. Therefore, Paul could write in Philippians 4, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. He could say rejoice always because it's something we choose to do. It's not something we feel like doing. I can rejoice in God always even when I'm feeling bad. I can rejoice in God always even when things are going terribly for me. I can rejoice in God always even though things are falling down around me. Paul could rejoice when he was in prison, beaten and bleeding and sore. He could rejoice when he was being persecuted. Why? Because he knew the power of praise. He knew that praise is something we choose to do as a result of who God is, not how we feel. So praise is one of the doorways to releasing the power and felt presence of God in our midst. It's important, people. Praise is an outward celebration of song, shouting, testimony, and raising hands in honor of God. It's an, even though we might be a quiet person, praise is something we choose to do. It's an outward celebration of who God is. Praise involves a declaration of who God is, what he's done, what he can do, his name, and his word. And praise, as I've been saying, is an act of the will. We choose to do it, whether we feel like it or not. So nations, we need to become a praising people if we're going to know the power of God at work in our lives and at work in our church. We need to come committed to praising God with all of our heart when we come into a church meeting, prepared to put energy into our praise, regardless of how we feel, prepared to praise God no matter what is going on in us, what is happening in our lives. Because remember, praise is not about you and I. It's not about how we look. It's not about how we sound. It's not even about how we feel. It's about him and what he deserves. And you know what? Our God deserves our very, very best. As we give him our best, we open our lives to receive his best. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you this morning that you call us to be a praising people. Lord, you call us to be a people who will lay our lives before you, who will choose to worship you and praise you, not because of how we feel, but because of how good you are. 
Lord, we thank you that that's your call upon our lives. And Lord, we respond to you this morning. We say, God, we will become a praising people. Lord, we will choose to praise you. We will choose to honor you. We will choose to lift up our hands and our voices in song and a declaration before you because you are great and because you deserve it. So Lord, we dedicate our lives to you as Nations Church to become a people who praise you as you deserve to be praised. We honor you. We praise you. We glorify your name. Lord, we pray for this nation of ours at this time. We pray for our church at this time. We pray for one another that your blessing would be upon us. But Lord, even in the midst of this difficult season, we would know what it is to be a praising people because you deserve it. We ask that in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.